Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. Independent thoughts. Independent life. This is Chad Benson. Democrats ought not to be using the word impeach before they had had the whistleblower complaint or read any of the transcript. Republicans ought not to be rushing to circle the wagons and say there's no there there when there's obviously lots that's very troubling there. That's Ben Sass joining us now, Congressperson Debbie La- <laughs> Debbie Lesko. I got to be honest with you. I, I'm exhausted. I'm sure you're exhausted. I was joking earlier. Did everybody start day drinking? Because I feel like it's day drinking time and I don't even drink, Debbie. Well, it's it's nine o'clock in uh, D.C. time, and I've been at this all day. Um, but it's you know this is this is really uh, I am actually very blessed that I'm here during this time. I mean, such a historic time. Um, it's crazy. I'll, I'll give you that. It's absolutely crazy in Washington D.C. right now. Um, but interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to fall asleep during Judiciary Committee hearings, I'll tell you that. No. So let's break it down. Depending on what side of the aisle you're on, you look at these transcripts and you see what you want to see. A smoking gun, other people see a nothing burger. Uh, Either way, though, I mean, as independents, as Republicans, you could be a little disturbed by some of this stuff because we're not idiots. I mean, that's the reality of it. Well, you know, it, I I read the the transcript of the call that the President Trump had with the Ukrainian president and I I really didn't see anything that troubled me quite frankly cuz I read the entire thing. And a lot of the media that I've been listening to anyway, they just take out one sentence or one thing and they really concentrate on that. And but if you read it in the entire context, I I did not find it troubling myself. Now, I do not I serve on the judiciary committee, not on the intelligence committee. So only the members of the House and Senate Intelligence Committee and the leadership so far have been able to see this whistleblower uh, complaint. So hopefully I'm able to read it um, sometime soon. Um, But I have spoke to a member that has read it. And basically, I mean, he couldn't tell me any details, just said it hasn't changed my mind. I mean, he doesn't think there's anything that warrants impeachment. So... You know, I'll wait and see. I mean, it's it's just kind of hard uh, because it's been so mi- so long now. I mean, when Adam Schiff came out for the last what two years, over two years now, but you know, for two years, he claimed that he had evidence that President Trump um, was colluding and coordinating with the Russian government to influence the election. Well, you know, he claimed that, and then in the Mueller report, it turned out not to be true. And and, and so it's kind of hard to believe him, you know, after that. And then, and then so they switched over to um, obstruction of justice, right? And then we, they had Robert Mueller come in, and Robert Mueller, you know, that th- whole thing was a flop for the Democrats. So... From my perspective, because I sit on the judiciary and we have multiple hearings a week, um, it just looks like they're grabbing at anything to try to take out President Trump. I mean, some of my members, some of my Democratic colleagues, I think are just 
so obsessed. They can't. They hate President Trump so much that they can't um, concentrate on anything anything else. I mean, this is this is very important to them. Others, I think, are more politically savvy, and I, you know, Pelosi is politically savvy, and that's why there hasn't been a floor vote on this impeachment inquiry at all. And so in the past, when there's been impeachment, they did a floor vote before they called it an impeachment to okay the impeachment inquiry. She just claims it's an impeachment inquiry without even having a vote. And I think the reason she does that is so that she can appease some of her caucus members. I don't know if they even realize, you know, that you're really not in an official impeachment inquiry because you didn't have a vote. Um, But then some of her members can say, oh, yeah, we're impeaching. And some of her members can say, oh, no, I didn't vote on that. I mean, again, it's it's politics. You and I both know that. Let me ask you a question, because for me, I I haven't I, I read this thing on several occasions today. I found some stuff that was a little bit disturbing. People twist stuff. We know that. Uh, And and there's a lot of things. Both sides do it. What makes you step back, though? What would make you go, okay, I am disturbed by this? Because we don't know what's in the whistleblower. Like you said, you've spoke to somebody. I spoke to somebody who's also uh, who who said that they're a little disturbed by some of this stuff. And so what would make you go, okay, this to me feels a little uncomfortable? Well, you know, I, I can't speculate on that because I guess I'll know it when I when if it happens, if it ever happens. Um, it, it's it's just kind of just because I've been here and I've been in all of these hearings and I've heard all of, you know, my uh, Democratic colleagues say all kinds of outlandish things. I mean, let's go back just like one or two days. Um, I think they were saying on the media that President Trump, you know, brought up Biden eight times, and, and it wasn't. You read the transcripts. He said Biden's name once. And, um, you, you know, so it's really hard to know what's what's real when uh, some of these accusations are thrown about. And there's such exaggerations um, sometimes from some of my Democratic colleagues that it's really hard. But, you know, obviously, uh, every nobody is above the law. And so if there's just something egregious uh, that, that is going on, um, then obviously – that's a different matter. But so far, I've seen nothing like that. I mean, you need high crimes and misdemeanors uh, is the level to impeach a president. And I haven't seen any of that, at least to this point. Well, we shall see. Talking to uh, Congressperson Debbie Lesko. So all of this is going on, the craziness. Tomorrow, uh, the DNI and then the whistleblower is there. Everybody's working on that. Would you guys vote 421 to nothing to release this information so we can have some transparency and see through it. I, I, I said today, uh, 421 to zero, the only way you thought you'd get them all to agree on something is if they could, you guys could vote on whether or not you like yourselves and love yourselves. Uh, but it, that seems to be pretty good. I mean, are we headed to that kind of a situation where we're, we're going to have a chance to see this? Well, I, yeah, I, I sure hope so. And you're right. We all voted uh, to, to so that the complaint uh, uh, could be made uh, released, but uh, what happened? So I also serve on the rules committee in in addition to the judiciary committee and homeland security. And so last night in rules, uh, the House resolution was actually quite different than the Senate resolution. 
Um, and it just went on bashing the president and all kinds of stuff. And so they actually amended uh, their resolution on the floor today to mirror the Senate uh, resolution. And that's when the Republicans came on board. Because the Senate resolution, all it said was, you know, turn over the stuff. It didn't bash anybody. Um, but the, the the Democrats in the House just have to politicize everything. I just don't think they can help themselves. Debbie, <laughs> so, you're in politics. That's called <laughs> politics. There's the reason you guys are in it. And uh, again, I don't know what's going to come right. out of it. I'm, I'm, I want to see uh, and I think part of the problems, I, I think if this thing would have been the first thing that came out and there wasn't two and a half years of, of the sky is falling and I've got you now, I think it may be a different situation. But I think a lot of people are over it. Here's a question for you. If the public opinion completely changes and 80 percent of America is over it and they want to impeach, does that change people's minds on the Republican side? Maybe not yours, maybe yours. But does that move the needle for the, uh, uh, you know, against him? You mean if if they want to impeach yeah, them? Yeah, if, the, if the public is the average you know, voter's I, like I'm over it. Yeah, I, I would go by the facts. So if I, you know, if I don't think that there's something there to impeach a president, I'm not going to vote to do that. You know, so it, to me, it goes by the facts, what the evidence is, not what public opinion polling is based on media reports, and so uh, which which sometimes are false you know, as we found out. And so, um, you know, we need to, we need to, everybody should try to calm down a little bit. I know it's difficult. It's difficult for me sometimes because quite frankly, there's a lot of name calling, a lot of false accusations going on. And so you have to take a deep breath and try to calm down, but we need to get all the facts out um, first. But I, you know, I'm telling you, this is not happening. Well, not right <laughs> you know, now. It's not. And I, in, I know people are freaking out. For, it's not happening. For months right now. now yeah. For months now, this has been going on. I mean, it, it's in judiciary. It's just been um, quite the show over here. So, so I, well, you know, I don't know. I did hear you talking about the assault weapon thing, um, and that was another thing. We had that hearing in judiciary today, too. So, it's you know. It's, but it's, nobody's talking about that because it's not the big story that the news on, and, and all the news, right wing, left wing, everybody's covering it today. I uh, love having you on. Thanks so much, Debbie, for coming on because you gave me a straight answer, and I appreciate that. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. And don't be day drinking or maybe day drink. It's okay. I'm not going to be. I'm just kidding. All right. Thank you so much. Congressperson Debbie Lesko there. I tell you what, again, I don't know because I've not seen all the stuff. What I saw from the transcripts, both sides got exactly what they wanted. They got their smoking gun or their non-smoking gun. That's the essentially what it is. Chad Benson Show, Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. We deal this. Mueller, arrest me. Chad will trade you two perjury charges for one collusion and throw in a reduced charge of obstruction for free. Yeah, I'd do that. You're just listening to The Chad Benson Show. Yeah! Kind of, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Every once in a while you just need to take a break. You know what I'm really excited about? I think you'd be excited about this too, Becky. Hallmark today released their 40 movies that they're going to have for Christmas. The Christmas movies. I love those. I love them too. I, I absolutely. They're all the same, but it really doesn't matter. I know. It makes me smile. One year I was sick, definitely sick in bed with a bad back. And I sat there unable to move yeah. and do nothing but They're going to have two Hanukkah movies And too. watch those movies. Two Hanukkah movies. So they got 40. Last year they had 38. They got 40 this year. 
And it starts Friday, October 25th. What? Yeah. Jill Before Wagner, Halloween? Matthew Davis, Donna Mills, Christmas Wishes, and Mistletoe Kisses. Do you know where I will be? Boom. I mean, Saturday, October 26th. I will be right there. You can't stop me. Nobody can stop me. I love these movies. They're awful. They're horrible. Yet at the same time, it's mindless fun. And I love Christmas. There's always a bright red truck with a wreath on the front. That's it, right? And it just goes on and on. And and I'm always amazed at like who they get. So, you know, they got the usual Candace Cameron, Lacey Chabert. But the guy from uh, uh, Adrian, was it Greener or whatever? The guy that was in, uh, uh, oh, God, what was that? Entourage. He stars in one of these. I, I wonder if it's become the new... Uh... Muppet movie yeah. thing, or, you know, where or the new Sharknado, where everybody wants an appearance. In one yeah, or Simpsons, you know, where yeah. somebody has to make an appearance because it's the thing. Yeah. Now. I've yet to be. They haven't asked. I was like, oh, I was they like, should I have would, you. I would totally love it. I could play a radio host. Hey, broadcasting live from wherever there. www. Hey, it's all Christmas music all the time. It's yeah, me. there you go. It's me, Saint Nick. We we'll start a campaign. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Talk polling. Let's talk how this may affect or not affect what's going on here in Arizona. Chuck Coughlin. Hi, Grand Inc. is going to join us straight ahead to talk about that. A lot of stuff to get to tonight. We're going to try to squeeze it all in. And yes, later on, Corey Lewandowski, that guy, will join the Chad Benson Show. It's Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. We deal this. Mueller, arrest me. Chad will trade you two perjury charges for one collusion and throw in a reduced charge of obstruction for free. Yeah, I'd do that. We're just listening to The Chad Benson Show. Yeah! Where do you go with things like this, right? It's nonstop. It's in your face. It's crazy. 24-7. That's what you get right now because of this. And joining us now is somebody who, well, he makes his living doing things like this. Chuck Coughlin, president of High Ground Inc. And Chuck, first and foremost, let's talk about something because a poll came out today from Quinnipiac. You've got several other polls and they all say the same thing. We don't want impeachment. Now we're going to pass on that. And that is the only poll and the only thought that really matters as far as impeachment. Am I correct? Yeah, I, I I don't just first. Thanks for having me on. It's always great to be on the Chad Benson show, but and and it seems like there'll be plenty of opportunities to talk about crazy stuff from between now and next November. But yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, this is I think I think Nancy Pelosi made a, a a determination here that she couldn't restrain the progressive part of her party insistence that they go after this guy for, you know, abusing his office. And and they and I think she made a calculus based upon turnout models alone, probably, you know, it has to be a calculus here of saying, can I get more people to hate him and turn out against him than he's going to turn out against us? And, you know, that's a, you know, in this cycle, it's going to be a presidential cycle. There's going to be, we're anticipating a record turnout. I mean, and so it's it's turning up the volume even more on what already was a highly charged political environment. It was, and it still is, and it's continuing to be so. And you know what she did? She basically just, this is for those seven freshmen congresspeople who are, this is what they want. This is the AOC wing. This is the, the Tlaib and the Ilhan Omar and all. This is what it's all about. So you got what you want. But you've also put yourself in a position where you could see some people inside of your party pay the ultimate price 
in the world of power, which is lose their power and eventually turn the House over. I've talked to two people today, Corey Lewandowski, and I talked yesterday to Congressman Biggs. They both said what she's going to be known for is she's going to be the speaker that lost twice. You know, that, and that's the calculus. I mean, that is the calculus here. There is a narrative that they've been driving that this president has used this office for his own personal gain. I mean, we've seen those stories time and time again, and they want to amplify that narrative now by saying that he's now abused the office again for political purposes to go after, you know, his political opponent. I, and I think the president because the president is the president, he goes, this is the way I do everything. I, I am the president. I call, I make calls, I make deals. That's what he was saying in his press conference today. And I don't think the president thinks he did anything wrong. And so it's going to come down to this noisy, noisy debate, and he's going to drive his base of people who are outraged by just the very coalitions you talked about, and then she's going to drive that base. Yeah, And it's just another brick in the wall of the narrative that will be the 2020 presidential cycle. Talking to uh, Chuck Coughlin, uh, president of uh, High Ground Inc. over there. You guys do a lot of cool stuff. You're into the world (laughs) of politics. So the transcript, both sides got what they wanted today. There's no smoking gun. There is a smoking gun. That's Mm -hmm. what both sides want. Could you make a case? And let's be real. I could look at that and make an easy case that you've overstepped your boundaries. This this right here is you've implied enough here that I find it unsettling. I could also make a case that goes, you guys are reaching and you've been and maybe if there hasn't been two and a half years of reaching, we might have a different story. That also might play into this. But the, the reality is both sides got what they want, which is more opportunity to go out and raise a ton of money and keep this uh, on the front page and perpetuate the outrage machine. Right. I mean, that, that's what it's about. I mean, that's, that's driving this narrative of what the Democrats are saying is an abuse of power, abuse of the high office, abuse of the presidency of the United States, abuse of the pre- presidential powers, and the president saying, I'm just doing my job. I am just doing my job here trying to keep the world safe, trying to help our friends in the Ukraine, trying to do things around the world with world leaders. Trying to, and these guys just want to, you know, do a witch hunt on me. I mean, that's what he's calling it. And so that, that's going to be the narrative here that we're all going to hear. And, you know, and they'll be, you know, they'll be flat. Like you said, they got, both got what they want. So they're going to say this. And then, you know, it's another chapter in what is become a highly dysfunctional Washington, D.C. Absolutely highly dysfunctional. Uh, talking to Chuck Coughlin, uh, president of High Ground Inc. So here we go. We're moving into the situation. You've got, you know, Kelly versus McSally. This is a big thing. Money's going to pour in here. We... <laughs> We had Kelly Award on a couple weeks ago, and you know mm-hmm. she went after Mac and Gatos, called them lightweight losers and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, the reality is, is they don't seem to really like each other, uh, McSally and McSally. Kind of really poo pooed what Kelly Ward and them did with uh, you know the Second Amendment and guns and what she put out there. It, 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 money could flow in here, but there's a situation where you know she's going to need Ward to help her with some of this stuff, and I think Ward was thinking to herself, "That should be me right there." That should be me. And that's right. I mean, traditionally, a, a Republican Party infrastructure helps the candidate. The, the difference this time around is, and this is a, you know, it's, it's, not, it's a relatively new phenomenon to Arizona, having somebody who was an elected fi- official be the chairman of the party. That's generally not the case. And so, 
you know, having that official understand what their role is, most Republican Party chairmen are in the background supporting candidates. She is a much more visible spokesperson. She's a big supporter of the president. And on this issue, this is an issue where the two of them will tie up closely together. And this may bring them, the two of them, much more closely together. We saw in the last cycle the narrative that successfully defeated McSally last time was having the, the Democratic opponent not tie themselves to the progressive movement, to the hardcore progressive movement of the Democratic Party. There is a path for a candidate like that. I'm sure Mark Kelly is aware of that. So is, this is going to be a more challenging environment, in my opinion, for Mark Kelly to handle in the Arizona electorate. Would you vote for impeachment? Would you? Because I don't think Arizona voters are there. Um, I understand where the progressive left is, but I don't think that's where most of the Arizona electorate is. And so, you know, I think most of the Arizona electorate wants things to work. Let's make things work, sort of what the president's been talking about here. And so this is going to present a problem, in my view, more for the Kelly campaign and an opportunity uh, for the McSally campaign. Which I think uh, she needs, because I'll be honest with you, Chuck. Uh, You know, I've interviewed her. She's she's nice. I just never feel like I know anything about her. She feels very like she just there's just something that is I feel like you need to come out of your shell a little bit more. People want to feel who you are. They want to understand who that you are. I don't know anything other than you used to be a fighter pilot. Okay, And. Yep. Exactly. And, you know, we've written about that. Uh, I've gotten the opportunity to meet her a few times. Um, And what I get is, you know, she's a professional military person and she has a distinguished career. She has broken more glass ceilings in the military than most people do, most women do in their entire lives. Um, There's a great personal story to be told there. We're not hearing it. Um, I think I'm hoping we saw some signs of that recently. I saw some collateral that the campaign developed about trying to personalize the candidacy more, which I was like, that's great. Let's see that story more. And so, you know, I think that narrative is there inside of her. But, you know, it's not her first nature as a politician to be that, you know, grab hand grabbing, back slapping, you know, Martha's a great, great gal type candidate. She's an intellect. She's public service. He comes from the military background. So it's it, it's it's harder for her, in my estimation, uh, to loosen up and to show that personal side of her, because I don't think that ever mattered in her military career. The personal side, it's like, what did I do to earn the merit of this award? Not the not the soft side of the cell. Um, I think Kelly, having been an astronaut, has been more exposed to that type of celebrity um, and is more used to being that. Not that he's been great at it. He's been better at it. But he's more used to that type of celebrity and discussion and interviews than she has. And I think that's exactly what you see and that's what I see. And so it's it's an important, you know, because that's how voters relate to people. That's how you, when you're talking to people, that's how you relate to people on the phone. You want to get to know them. You want to feel like, hey, they want to have a beer with that guy, you know, and we want to have a, you know, cup of coffee with that gal. And so that that's, I think there's a lot of room for improvement on the McSally campaign. Absolutely. Chuck Coughlin, uh, president of High Ground Inc., as always, man, appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day. Thank you, sir. It's always great to be on your show. Thanks. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Chad Benson Show, Arizona's news station. 
Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Got that sniffling, sneezing, stuffy head thing going on? Time for your daily dose of vitamin chat. Nancy and uh, Chuck and all of these people focusing on the witch hunt uh, because they can't beat us at the ballot. They can't beat us at the ballots, and they're not going to win the presidential. That right there, Trump earlier today in his presser, first time he's had a presser, uh, a real presser, when it comes to this entire situation, the newest, latest allegations of stuff. And that's what you've got there. Is it real? Let me tell you guys something. Let's wrap this fun dog and pony show up today. Doesn't matter. Both sides got what they wanted, right? A smoking gun and no smoking gun. You can make an argument either way. There's no clear black and white guilty, not guilty. You can make an argument either way. I can look at this in an independent way and say to myself, it's implied, not quite sure why you're doing this. That is an opponent, potentially, that you will be running against in saying that. Not really saying you're taking money away. You're not doing any of those things, right? They could say that you, it is implied. But once again, we're at this situation where none of it matters. Why is that? Simple. It's us. Plain and simple. Us. You, me, that's it. Us. We are it. Every poll, even the latest polls that came out today from Quinnipiac and several others say the same thing. America doesn't have the appetite for impeachment. And because of that, it's not going to happen. Period. Case closed. End of story. I said it. It's not going to happen. There are a lot of people out there that want it to happen. There are people out there that are hoping it's going to happen. It's just not going to happen, kids. It's not. Not until America decides they want it to happen. And they don't want it to happen. Not at this point. Look at the polls. I was out playing soccer earlier today, uh, running around, and there's three or four people that I always see out there, and we chat all the time, and, I, and they said, you know, they, uh, they said, how's it going over there? And uh, is it crazy? I said, yeah. And they're like, uh, next year, just it's a, it's a year away, right? Just sort it out then. All of them said that. By the way, out of the three, only one of them liked Trump. The other two could care less about Trump. And they said, no, just vote him out. That's what is going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Now, if there was something just so egregious, yeah. And people will point, well, what about this? What about that? This isn't the first thing he's done. This isn't that. Here's the thing. It's the people, right? It's the people. And the people aren't ready. That's the truth. They're just not at that point yet. And it'll be the people, you, me, everybody else, that will either get to that point or we won't. And then if it gets there and you have people deciding to jump ship, you may start to see it really ramp up and pick up, and you'll start to see a few people that are Republicans that will step out and say, we need to impeach him. But it isn't until everybody is really on derailing the Trump train. And by that, I mean the people. It's that simple. I don't care what anybody says. In the end, no matter how much power, no matter how much baloney they think they have, the fact is... 
we will wag this dog. And right now, nobody's ready to wag this dog. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Feel free to tweet at me. I love hearing from every single one of you. I do, I do, I do. It is the Chad Benson Show. It's Arizona's news station.